I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jackson. As we all know at the moment, Brandon Smith, uh, one of the most entertaining guys in rugby league, one of the most entertaining personalities, and he's a guy that he just seems to be out of another era to me. Uh, He seems like a very old school sort of bloke, uh, and especially as a footballer, he's just been so impressive. I know that I hype up Harry Grant a lot, and I, I almost sort of talk down Brandon Smith, and Look, it's nothing against Brandon Smith. It's simply because, you know, I know how special Harry Grant is. Brandon Smith, he's still a, you know, a top three hooker in our game, in my opinion. He's still a, you know, he's a premier lock in our game as well. I'll say it right now. I don't think the Melbourne Storm win that premiership last year if Brandon Smith isn't in the team. The impact he had was simply incredible. And at the age he's at, for me to say that about a guy that comes off the bench, I mean, just shows how special this kid is. He really is something else, and he's always been different. There is no doubt about it. He's always been different. And Finch, our, our good mate Finchy, dropped a podcast with him the other day talking to him, and I just sat there. I was driving whilst listening to this, and I had to pull over, and I was just listening to this. About, it's about a 10-minute clip of uh, Brett talking to him, and I just think it is unbelievable where this kid has got to. To think about what he went through, you know, what sorry, not what he went through, what he put himself through. Um, as a teenager, growing up as a child. I mean, it's unbelievable that he's made it to where he is. It's unbelievable that guys having the impact on our game that he is. And I highly advise you go and have a listen to Brett Finch Uncensored, his latest podcast with Brandon Smith, because this one was unreal. I absolutely love this podcast. I love this interview. I think they're two guys that can definitely relate to each other. Two champion fellows, but two guys that, you know, love a beer as much as they love footy. And I think we're starting to lose that in rugby league a little bit. It's obviously become more and more professional each and every year. Uh, but these two, I, I love when they get together. I love when they have a chat. And Brandon Smith here talking about his childhood. I think it's simply incredible. I'll let you listen now. But as I said, go over to Brett Finch Uncensored. Have a listen to this interview. I don't think you'll regret it. Let's kick it off. Mate, uh, how were you as a kid? Like, I... 
I have an image of you as a kid that resembles like the Tasmanian devil, just full of energy. What, what were you like? Were you like that as a kid or just out in the streets till the sun, yeah. sun went down? And yeah, but I was, I was pretty much lived with a footy. Like, yeah. I'd go to school with my football boots on, but yeah, I was a little fucker. Yeah. Like, I'd <laughs> piss off everyone, always had a snotty nose and like just always annoying people. Like, I'd catch a bus with my, like, brother and sister and I wasn't able to catch mm. the bus anymore I used to like go under the speaks and like mm. spit on people's feet and, like, <laughs> just like a real bad like kid just like real nuisance but um everyone just got used to it because my brother was pretty big so yeah. everyone just left really me, everyone left me alone is, is that your brother Dylan yeah there's not is um, he old is your older brother yeah he's my older brother he's um yeah he's pretty big fella so and all his mates were all my mates. They used to bully me so bad, mm. and they don't bully any more, me more anymore. So yeah, sure, the big dog now. Good. Yeah, pretty much. Well, mate, yeah. speaking of your brother Dylan, you mo- you moved to Townsville because he gets a contract with with the Cowboys, yeah. and you you get it's a bit like um, the Bromwiches, how Jesse got to start because Kenny <laughs> got to start. Jesse's yeah. been the, one of the best front runners for the last fifteen years. That's a crazy um, story, that one. Mate, so you go to Townsville. That must have been a huge town a change, sorry, from a little island in New Zealand to now to eighty seven degree heat in Townsville. Yeah, yeah. It was it was huge and the the biggest thing was like my dad was just like as wild as I am, he was real strict. Like I wasn't allowed to go out and party, so I'd have to sneak out and stuff. But <laughs> I wasn't, so I wasn't went, allowed to go out. You weren't allowed to go out, but you still found a yeah, way to I, get out? I found a way. That's, yeah. that's how you got to do life. You just <laughs> find a way, like overcome and adapt. But um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to go out. I wasn't allowed to go drink with my mates and that. I always was training real hard as a young kid. Yeah. And, you know, I did boxing like pretty much all my junior life and trained pretty much every day um, for footy and that because my dad was pretty strict on it. But... Um, the big change was when I moved in with my older brother like that just all went away like yeah. I was just allowed to do whatever yeah. I wanted like go to school and if I got in trouble like my brother wasn't answering the teacher's yeah. calls like and um, yeah I guess it just uh, set a crazy platform for my whole um, life in Townsville from, from the real mm. get go I was only 14 when, yeah. that, when that happened so so you were over there 14 just, just with your brother how old was your brother then so he was like uh, 19 20, 20 yeah. yeah so my older brother was 20 playing in the under 20 just first year out of the under 20s comp so yeah. um, I was living with him and his wife and um, they had a big blue and we got kicked out <laughs> and then I moved in with um, you have a blue when you're 20 I'm, <laughs> I'm, 30, I'm nearly 40 and I'm still fighting with my missus yeah I moved in with um like Blake Leary, you know yep, Blake yep. Leary? I stayed on his couch when I was like 14 um, and I just remember they'd be drinking and he'd, he'd like, I remember one story, he bloody came home from a night out and I was on the couch stool and I woke up and he was just like playing the guitar <laughs> naked with these chicks. And I was like, oh, You're 14. I love this life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to be a footballer. <laughs> well, yes, tell me about it. It's, it's good fun. Um, but you, you move to town, you go to Kerwin State High, which is a, a rugby league. Uh, high school and and how was that? You, you, were you were you into school much? You talk about boxing actually. I'll just take it back before. Was boxing ever a chance for you to go down that path as a professional, like to to try your hand at boxing instead of rugby league? Yeah, like I I, I boxed a lot as a kid, like yeah. almost every day. And um, yeah, it was it was a path. I had like six fights as a, as a, like as an amateur, and I didn't lose any, but. I fought some. I fought some absolute bums. I went fucking full. Hey, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I went full gallon style until he fought. Uh, <laughs> until he fought bloody Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. But yeah, um, I, I had an opportunity to go to the New Zealand champs, and yeah. um, but the same same time was the uh, rugby league tournament, yeah. and my dad was uh, pretty anti me boxing and stuff like that. Yeah. So 
um, yeah, I the rugby league journey and then, yeah, bring me to Townsville. Yeah, so the Kerwin State High, that's a, obviously a well-known rugby league school. Again, a bit like as you kid, what? I can't, like I, every time I see you, you, you're cheeky without being rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I love that. We like that at school. Like, we're just waiting to get out for for lunchtime. But yeah, I was. It's a bit hard to keep. You know, like you're looking out the window when the teacher's I, talking to you, sort of thing at, at yeah. during class. I was like always naughty at, in class, and um, but I was really smart. Yeah. I always got yeah. real good like grades. grades and stuff, and. I just didn't do my assignments and that. So. <laughs> but yeah, like I was a teacher's pet in almost yeah. every class, even though I was like a mm. um, an annoying little bit, like a little <laughs> shit. So um, I don't know why I had like um, I was loved by them. Even the principal was favourite. Like, mm. I could rock up to school sometimes and at like ten o'clock and walk, mm. and then he'd make me a Milo. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro this is the principal we're talking about, right? Oof. This is a Catholic school. You never know making a mile. What that mean for? You know what the Catholic Catholic system's like. You, he better, was, he did, you better be careful. Yeah, he passed away now. John Livingston. But yeah, one time we were playing um, rugby, he came over and started like playing with my hair. Right? This <laughs> oh. time I was like, "What's he doing, oh. sir?" We've got some things to talk about. The psychologist, and I'll tell you. Um, so you progress through. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a big footy school, Kerwin State High, and it's obviously a feeder sort of school for for mm. the Cowboys. Are you going and? And you play the Cowboys under twenties. You also played Junior Kangaroos. I think that that's uh, sorry, Junior Kiwis that same year, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Now what what ha- now what happens at the, the Cowboys? Mark, how are you wearing a Melbourne Storm jumper if you've been in Townsville since you're fourteen years old? How how, how, how do they let did because at the end of two thousand sixteen you play the twenties, you play your Junior Kiwis, so you you're on the radar as one of the best young players coming through in Australia or New Zealand, uh, and certainly around. You know the last ten years, the the, the um, progression of the the juniors the, of the Polynesian, the, the Polynesian kids or the Kiwi kids has been huge. So you know, like twenty years ago, the Aussies used to give the junior Kiwis a touch up. Now yeah. it's now there's it's neck and neck. So you know, being a junior Kiwi, you're 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 in the handful of some of the best young kids yeah. in the game. How how do they let you go? Did they not want to keep you because? At the end of 2016, you make a huge decision in your football journey and sign a three-year deal with the Storm. Yeah, well, there was like, I was a bit of bad luggage, like <laughs> coming out of um, Kerwin. So when I got signed for the 20s, it was when, um, yeah, the, my first year pretty much. I was 15 and um, I made the Queensland team and, and stuff like that in and, and, um, school footy. And then um, when I was 16, uh, I was getting shipped around from homestay to homestay. So... My brother had to move to Mackay Cutters, yep. and um, I probably, I probably lived in like seven different like yeah. foster homes, and like the Cowboys paid the rent, and um, I was I was cut like wild as a cut yeah. snake, like I'd go out all the time, never be home, and I never really built a relationship with mm-hmm. any of those families that I lived with, except one who was one of my friends. Um, Parents, but even that, I fucked, I fucked that up mm. um, somehow. So I was pretty, um, like, I don't know, I was pretty damaged goods, mm. and um, I had about four um, written complaints from the Cowboys mm. for um, just like uh, just off-field stuff with parties, and, mm. and um, then on, on my last one, I got in a um, one of my friends got in a fight at a party, and. The copper was kind of like grabbed him and kind of like roughed him up. So I went over and just like open hand mm. punched it, like the copper, and then he just mm. grabbed me and dragged me in the paddy wagon. And then the next day I had to get in a um, like a con- like conference room with my parents on the phone and sh- 
everyone. Mm. Uh, my brother was there and, and my parents were crying. The Cowboys sacked me and then um, I went and moved to Brisbane. And from there, I got re-signed back in, in 2015 to the, the Cowboys 20s. And um, I don't know, I was still loose off the, like, off the yeah. field. I didn't, really, I didn't really learn my lesson so much. And um, I guess in 2016... That's what Craig Bellamy does, yeah. bro. He saw he yeah. saw the potential in me, and he saw the. Mm. Like, he saw I just go back mm. to getting shipped around seven ha- houses as a kid. So, yeah. what? Are you, how old are you then? Fifteen. Yeah, I was like. That. And, and you're, like you said, you've come from New Zealand where your dad's quite strict, and you know certainly um, yeah. similar to the upbringing I had. You know, like um, my dad was pretty funny, but there was no drinking underage, there was yeah. no partying, and footy was yeah. quite serious. But that must have been quite hard to know. Well, you know, you get, well, you're a bit dirty on the Cowboys getting shipped around. That's hard for... Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, like, I come down here to visit Melbourne because uh, my wife Ellie's from Danny. You, you get, go from brothers to sit, mum and dad. Well, you yeah. shipped, and you, that gives me the shits. Yeah. Like, Let alone as a kid, that's where you're living and you're getting shipped from house to house to, with people you don't know. Yeah. That must have been really hard. Do you look back... How do you look back on that time now? Oh, it, I don't know. I kind of... Like, I look back at the time and think that um, if it, what happened... Then if I had not gone through that, I think my career would be even further more than it is now. Like, and it would have been like I would have started a lot earlier. I yeah. think. Um, I think it damaged a lot of things. Like, I was a, a full-time bonghead, bro. Like, yeah. Every single day, and and the people I hung around were all the same. And um, I don't know. It's just an escape. And I just didn't back then when I was moving house to house. Footy was just a, a hobby. It mm. wasn't. A, it wasn't. I didn't think anything yeah. of it. And um, yeah, every day, bro, I'd, I had a job, like, and every day I'd, I'd go out and party with my friends, get fucked up, and then I'd go to bed at, like, mm. three, bro, wake up for a five o'clock work, doing, building apprenticeship. I'd at what, start 17? Five, yeah, at, oh, at like, 16. No, at like, 16, yeah. I'd do this building apprenticeship, wake up, and then repeat that every single mm. day. Well, mate, like, uh, and that's nothing to look back on, mate. Obviously, yeah. you know, I'm... You know, I've known you for a little while now because my, you know, been former Storm boys, and I'm always down there. You know, my, my, obviously my struggles when I retired, some of the substance abuse issues I had, yeah. because I retired from footy. I'm 32, 33, and I couldn't handle that. You know, being a kid at that age, you know, I, I couldn't imagine um, dealing with that sort of stuff. Yeah, the uh, hardest thing was, bro. Like I was, I'd still tell my parents that. Everything's all good. Fine. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, like, I was happy. Because you've never been I a... You're happy. not a whinge, are you? You no. deal with shit yourself. Get on with it. No, like, I'm fucking... I'm a born survivor, bro. Yeah. You put me in a situation, <laughs> I don't give a oh, damn. I'll fucking come out yeah. of there. And you do things out of spot. Like, if I say, you, you can't climb that building. Yeah. You're going to climb... You'll stay there and try wait till you climb yeah, it till exactly. you get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a It's a kind of a thing because... Yeah. People will be able to get me to do shit <laughs> that I shouldn't be doing, yeah. and I, I'll easily just fall into that mm. trap of just um, whatever, mate. I'll do it. Don't mm. worry about it. But there's like the worst thing about it was just telling my parents that like everything mm. was all good, and um, it sort of wasn't. Like I don't even think they know half the story about like yeah. like all those houses that I moved out that I just was never home and um, all that stuff. But. Like, I didn't want to stress them yeah. out at all. I didn't want them to um, feel upset or mm. anything. So, um, but I, was, like I said, I was still having. I felt like my life was still fun and yeah. enjoyable, but it just um, just damaged the the career well, a little bit. 